0: Hello, and welcome to Series 3 of Emotipod. The conversations may be more focused on emotions than on the arts this time, but we might still drop in a few artistic references here and there. Series 2, with multiple guests per episode, was really rewarding to do, but it did mean an awful lot of organising, pre-recording and editing work. So I'm going to go back to -to one-to-ones this time. I'm your host, Frances Butt. We all know how important and valuable honesty is. Yet we do seem to be living in rather shaky times for honesty and candour, a time of such intolerance and censure that owning up to mistakes and frailties and faults can be risky, even dangerous. But truly honest conversations have always felt like nourishment to me. I treasure each one I've had, and I've grown from them all, and my aim. Is to instigate a few more that I can share with you here in Emotipod Series Three. If you're lucky, and we'll be mentioning luck later, you might meet and get to know a few really excellent people in your life. And my guest today is one of those people in mine. I met Hilary Lewis thirty years ago walking our dogs on the downs in Bristol. And we were part of a casual gang of women dog walkers who met every morning, sun, rain or snow. Times change, many dogs and some walkers have gone now, but Hill is still a precious friend I'm so fortunate to have. I knew she'd be superb to talk to, so I presented her with a list of possible topics for discussion. She chose resentment, and she had a personal story about it that included a really pivotal moment – our chat is accompanied by a bit of traffic and birdsong, but I think it's still good. So, Hill, my dear Hill, <laughs> so you've kindly agreed to talk to me about resentment. Now, why? Why
1: have I chosen resentment? Yes. Because it's about the most enjoyable um, and most common thing I. I feel in my life, I very quickly feel resentment nearly all day Enjoy- with practically everybody I see.
0: <laughs> I love the way you said enjoyable. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. So, uh, why? Uh, yeah, what? What about?
1: Because you? it's 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 a it's an almost thoughtless and damaging thing to do. So, is it like a, a default
0: setting? So know?
1: it is. Right. It is. So you has have, it
0: become? Have you always been like that?
1: Yeah, I have a nasty feeling I've probably always been like that. And um, it's a sort of background thing where you feel resentment when you are put in a situation where when you're talking to somebody and they are presenting something to you about their life, Mm. it's... I think it dates back to years and years ago when I first started in the classroom and I used to rather jokingly judge the extroverts and the introverts and put them in opposite desks. Mm. And I discovered after quite a long time that I was automatically judging people who I spoke to and putting them where I thought in the classroom. And on the whole, what I was doing was, was not nice. It wasn't, it wasn't kind. Uh-huh. I was actually resenting mo- most people having a much easier life than I was having. Oh,
0: in, in, in whichever category they In fail. whichever
1: category, yes.
0: Oh, yes. OK. So I was wondering whether the resentment was coming into that. So resentment is being in a situation that you are lumped with then. Yes. Really, and you've got to get on with it,
1: but you're not... Yes.
0: Happy. So it's begrudgingly getting on with things. Yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes. And it's obviously, it, it grows. It doesn't sort of stay quiescent. It, it, it gets worse and worse. And it's very easy to become, to have a, a very sour aspect on life.
0: But I don't, I mean, this is an internal, presumably... Because I don't see it in you, an internal thing going on with you, where your your judgment of yourself is that you have this behavior or inner behavior. Yes, but it's only one side of you. It's not the full picture. Because for, from my point of view, you you're you know full of kindness and love and joy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if you weren't. So this is something as is like a secret shame of yours, would you say? Please?
1: Well, no, no. I'm looking back over the years, right, and. Um, when I was fifty, I had two cataclysmic things that happened yeah. to me. My husband died and my daughter died. Mm. And um coming out of that dark place, it made me realize that I had been very resentful of a lot of people unnecessarily. Right. Got it. And it it was a it was a time when I had to decide whether I was going to, to like people, to, to want to join people or not. OK. And if I was feeling resentful, I wouldn't join them. Mm. And I, really, I realised I wanted to join them. Right. OK. That's a cataclysmic
0: thing to set that decision-making in process then. And do you think without something so terrible happening...
1: That you wouldn't have changed in that way? I think there's a possibility I wouldn't have changed. Mm. I think I would have been a, a very hectoring, unpleasant old woman.
0: Well, you're not, let <laughs> me tell you.
1: <laughs> you're really
0: not. But it's funny that it comes in with a judgment thing. That was that struck my ear earlier on when yes. we were talking about in the classroom this becoming judgmental of people or having to. Because the thing about having judgment, to some extent, your job would involve. Being able to to categorise which people might be in need of more help or in your classroom, you know, and who might be more gregarious and not to worry about and people who might be bringing out of the shell or or leaving alone or whatever. So you need judgment. But there's judgment and judgment, (laughs) isn't
1: there, I suppose. (laughs) Yes, but you can't carry on doing that when you're grown up, with grown-ups, you know. That's not fair. We
0: still do categorise, though, because it's shorthand, isn't it? It is.
1: It is. And, of course, because of all the help I've had in my life, it's been from women. So I'm very judgmental still about men. I still see them in the classroom.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, but I remember, was it your 80th birthday, you said to me, Francis... I'm going to, I've decided to stop being judgmental. <laughs> and now you're 93. How's that been going? How's it been
1: going? Actually, it hasn't been going that badly. No, I don't think because so. Because you get more and more grateful.
0: Right. <laughs> right, well, gratitude is a
1: nice one to have. And gratitude is not a... Because... When I got married for the second time, I got married out of gratitude, and it's not a bad thing to have That's as a as a basis for a relationship. Right. To be grateful. Nice. Makes you much more forgiving.
0: Right. Well, the, that word's important, isn't it, in relation to this, because resentment, there's something about resentment that is a hanging on to some bitterness, isn't there? There's, there's something about it that feeds on itself and it, it seems it like does. A, it's something that won't let you go or won't, you can't shake off. Somehow. That's
1: absolutely right. And it does grow and you, you, in a way you can enjoy it in a horrible sort yes, of way. Yes, perverse. And it's because it's somebody else's
0: fault. Mm. That's, yes, oh, it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. But there are two, I I—I was thinking about it this morning before I came in and thinking that are there two kind of forms of resentment, the kind where you really have been put in a place or a position or a circumstance out of your control, beyond your control by somebody else that you couldn't help and that there's that kind of resentment, although it starts to feed on itself and that it becomes hard to let go, that it wasn't your fault in the first place. And then the kind where you might have instigated it for yourself, for example, in a shared household offering to do more of the chores and doing more of the chores and then starting to become resentful that nobody yes. else is doing the chores and doing the martyr thing. Yes. Which is a self-inflicted form of yes. resentment. But either way it started, you end up with this same thing that you, you're stuck with, this, yes. this horrible feeling. That you...
1: Yes. I lived with somebody, my first husband, for 28 years mm. and I saw him become absolutely convulsed with resentment. Oh which led to his which led to him dying because it became he became so bitter and resentful and helpless. Gosh. And I did watch this and it wasn't nice to watch. Mm. But it's where resentment will lead you. Right. So I do feel that. Yes. I am scared of being resentful.
0: Mm. With reason, with good evidential reason, Mm. clearly. Mm. Yes, it is a scary road, Mm. isn't it? Mm. Or a dangerous, treacherous road. But when do we
1: first become resentful? Are we resentful as children? Oh, that's interesting. Because we learn to say no
0: as children. Or it's not fair. It's not fair. That's, yeah. Yeah. You're flooded with that sensation of resentment. It is like a sensation, isn't it? Absolutely. But you burn with resentment. You burn with resentment. Yeah. It's a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. The question is the follow-up decision in response to that feeling that might flood you that is, it's not fair. What do you decide to do with it is the issue, isn't it? Whether you... Do something about it, let it go or just let it go or decide to make a thing of it and hang on to it and make more of it. Those are decisions that you do have choice over.
1: On the other hand, when you decide to let it go, I'm just thinking of of many, many years after being a child in in the working situation Mm. where you feel resentment with your peers because they're obviously making a better job of things than you're doing. (laughs) if you let it go, you become a bit of a doormat. Right. So it serves a purpose. Yes.
0: Because it's a kind of anger. Yes. Which gives you a little bit of agency over your, yeah, yes, it gives right. you a bit of, there's, there's an energy, isn't, it, in it, isn't there? There's, yes. There is an energy in yes. anger. Yes. So, yeah, it's not just caving in and being. Oh, yeah All right, then.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, then
0: we don't want to be like that either. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> so okay, we're 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 finding a, a balancing act going
1: on here. Yes, aren't we? yes. Between
0: teetering but into something really that's I poisoning us, and just being meek.
1: It points to the fact, really, that being resentful changes in essence through the years, but you can imagine. A little unpopular plain child feeling very resentful of the curly-haired popular one. And there's envy there. Mm. And there's a resentment about why people don't like you.
0: Many, well, yeah, and many stories about this, many stories about just that, why people don't like you. Yes, which becomes a sort of chicken and egg thing because they might not like you because you're resentful rather than plain or whatever.
1: Yes, Yes.
0: I um I had something happen to me in my childhood, which I buried. And then a few years ago, it just burst out of me as a... I am furious about this. And how old was I? Mid-50s.
1: No. Yeah.
0: And it really took me by surprise because it was so old and so... Oh, come aren't I over that? You know, just... So I, I, I realised I... Did I was, you feel
1: hate or resentment? A yeah, bit of both. Because hate is different from resentment. A bit of both.
0: But, but they have the same capacity to just take over you. It's a bit like... the Well, you were talking about obsession earlier on. There's a sort of an, an obsessive quality to, to resentment if you hang on to it. And the same with hatred if you hang on to it. This is the, the nature of these things that if you become attached to that feeling... And you're feeding that feeling.
1: So you're saying resentment can become
0: hatred. I think they are slightly different, but they, I think they are related and also the toxicity of them when you can't let them move, or, you know, get rid of them, when, they, when they're stuck in you and you're sort of yoked to that feeling.
1: Yes. But why did that feeling come back to you?
0: Oh, just some trigger that... Um, right. Uh, some situation that triggered it. And then I realised yes. that I'd never dealt with the the fury and uh, the, about impotent rage, really. Yes. And then here it all came. All the feelings came. And then I just felt I was frightened because I felt I couldn't let, let this feeling go. I, you know, was it was not going away. And I wanted it to go away. I didn't like feeling like that. I wanted to be able to let it go. And it wasn't going. Because this thing about... You're talking about resentment and the letting go and being associated with forgiveness. It was like, oh, just, be, just forgive. It's a bit like just say no, isn't it? Just forgive. It's not as easy as yes. that. If you can't, yes. you can't.
1: Yes, yes.
0: It is a decision, but it's not that easy to reach always.
1: It's what an older sibling feels when they are told to give a toy to the younger yeah. sibling. You know, oh, she's only little.
0: Yes, let her have it. Let
1: her have it, and but this great mine. overwhelming resentment towards—brilliant—is <laughs> that right? Yeah,
0: but the, just deciding to, just being told to,
1: or yes. knowing that it's
0: a good idea to—yes, not be resentful
1: or yes. forgive—doesn't
0: mean you can bloody do it just like that. <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe you can, but it's not. <laughs>
1: Not did always you, that easy. Did you recognise this sort of thing happening to your children when they were small?
0: Oh, they're not fair, it's not fair. and all Yes. That. Oh, yeah, I mean, I bent over backwards to make sure everything was always even, you know, you don't give one more dolly mixture to the other one. It's just <laughs> you've got to be careful with these things. Yes. And to, have, uh, and to give presents that are of equal value. And all yes. I still have that, actually. I still have that. And so
1: you, you think you managed to avoid them having resentment.
0: Well, they d- I think they were pretty good with each other.
1: Really? I think so. I think some of that's just luck. To
0: be fair. <laughs> I think that's pretty, yeah, it's pretty yes, lucky.
1: Yes. yes. Do you feel resentment now?
0: No. Wore off.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think um, it just got tired. Oh, I'm just fed up with that now. I do feel resentment when somebody says something like, Of course, I'm lucky. <laughs> and I resent her immediately. Because? Because she's lucky. Oh, (laughs) well, aren't you? No, there's no (laughs) such thing as luck, you know that.
0: Oh, oh, there's another conversation, isn't there?
1: I don't think there is, no. No? I think we choose our own path.
0: Yeah, but again, you mentioned Syria earlier on, I mean, we're, you
1: know. Oh, well, you're right, of course, yes, yes. Yes. I mean, the good fortune yes. to be... But this isn't a, a, another woman at the bridge table telling me how oh. lucky she was.
0: Oh, because she won?
1: Because she was lucky. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She thought she was lucky. I mean, it must be wonderful to think you're lucky.
0: <laughs> I guess. I guess. It must be wonderful to have no self-doubt.
1: That is the same thing. I guess so. I guess so. Isn't it? it? It's it's not a good
0: look, people who don't have self-doubt. I marvel at it and I sort of envy it, but it's pretty icky, people with no self-doubt, the arrogance of it. And they tend to be people who believe they've done it all themselves.
1: Yes. So it wasn't luck.
0: It yes. was my brilliance because I am brilliant. That sort I, of thing.
1: When I said to you that I I, I don't feel resentment anymore, that's not true, actually. <laughs> this is something I don't want you to share with anybody. <laughs> but when, when I meet... Right,
0: this podcast has very small listenership.
1: <laughs> when I meet women who have had a very easy life, have... Um, been brought up cosseted as a child, Mm. um, married well, never had to think about money, and never been particularly fearful. Mm. Um, (laughs) Again, going back to my years in the classroom, when I used to meet middle-class mothers, I found it quite difficult. Right. Which was very judgmental of me Mm. because... Perhaps they were having a rotten time in bed for all I knew.
0: Well, that's the thing. We make assumptions, don't we? We make assume assumptions. people yes. are having a perfect yes. life. Yes. When they turn up looking great yes. and driving a nice car and yeah. seeming to be able to have everything. We have no idea, really. We do make assumptions here.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: <sighs> well, that was good. That was good. Was it? Yeah. I love that. What we uh, what came up there was that there's a purpose to it. That you don't want to just go be acquiescent and accepting of everything. you are all
1: crawly, crawly.
0: There's a yeah, exactly. That it plays a part in standing up for yourself. Yes. Or can do at its yes. best. I Stand, like that.
1: But standing up for yourself.
0: Well, it's always two-sided, though, isn't it? Because it because you're not going to put. Up, ideally it means you there's something's happening that that's not fair that's not right you're going to not put up with something that's good and you might do something about it or on the other side it's this thing that becomes a thing in its own right that you cling to that is not healthy
1: i do think that it's looking back something which i didn't do really but i think resentment is is quite valuable in a mm. way mm. Because it makes you look at your place in the society you're living in and decide if that's where you want to be. Yeah, right. Useful then.
0: can be useful.
1: Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Phil.
0: Listening back over all that as I prepare this episode, I'm thinking again about the stickiness of resentment and how hard it can be to shake off. One of the reasons being that it can bring with it this weird sort of pleasure that Hill mentioned. Grim and bleak though that may ultimately be. In her case, Hill's terrible losses prompted major re-evaluation and change, understandably. In my case, it was just a matter of time. Focusing on other more constructive things and not stoking that particular fire. And eventually, I realised it had subsided on its own without my really noticing Resentment is a complex emotion that provides terrific material for literature and drama but it also covers artistic critique The critic Harold Bloom coined the term School of Resentment It's pejorative and it describes literary criticism that focuses on political and social activism at the expense of aesthetic value You can look this up on artandpopularculture.com Philosophers Kierkegaard and Nietzsche explore resentment too, if you feel inclined to dig really deep. I guess our conclusions are that it can serve a purpose, for example, initiating some change for the better, and also that it can be hard to get rid of, but it's not impossible. If you enjoyed this or any other episode of Emotipod, please feel free to rate and review wherever you're listening and help us reach more people. And until next time, when we'll be excavating another emotional topic, take care and thanks for listening.